0: So hello out there in internet land, out there in Facebook land, we are now live from Ashland, Kentucky, and this is the Pristine Grace Podcast. Alright, and let's see, it's 7pm Eastern Time, and we're streaming live to Sermon Audio, Facebook, and YouTube, and I am the host of tonight's show. My name is Brandon Kraft, and I'm so glad to be here tonight to talk to all of you. So, where in the world do we begin? Let's do some shout outs. Let's see, I saw Tim out there, I saw Norm and Neil, the McGrew brothers, I saw Julie. And there are some others out there that I haven't seen before. Let's see, I want to shout out to all of my friends. just all the everybody out there who's encouraged me a lot this year i I really do appreciate it if you're i'm gonna i'm gonna name some names here if your name is not mentioned here please don't be too upset with me i'm only going to name people that i don't go to church with because i go to church with a whole bunch of people now all right so number one on my list of shout outs it's the mcgrew brothers Hi, Glenn, Norm, and Neil. I love you guys. I'd love to meet all of you in person someday. And I can't just—I tell you how much all three of you have been an encouragement to me, so I just want to say thank you to all of you. Julie, Sister Julie, from the bottom of my heart, thank you for all the discussions we have had. You've truly been a blessing to me and an encouragement. Uh, let's see. Number three, Tammy Holbrook. Thank you, Tammy. I don't think you're listening right now, but you've been very helpful to me. Greg Winiger. If I had to name a best friend, which I don't like doing. I don't like the word best friend. He's my best friend. Joe's my best friend. Greg's my No, I don't like that. But anyway, if I had to name a best friend, Greg would be near the top of my list. Scott Meyer. He's a guy you don't know. Most of you don't know. He's not on Facebook. He's been—I've uh, been talking with him on and off over the past year. He uh, listens to the podcast. I just want to say, Scott, if you're out there listening, brother, I really do appreciate you, and I thank you for all your encouragement. Craig McClosick. Craig, you've been—you've been good to me. But we'll talk. All right, we got a lot of catching up to do. If you even hear this. Stephen Brown. Steven, if you're out there listening, I want to tell you I love you. And that uh, no matter what happens between us or no matter what you do, you'll always be my brother. And um, same with you, Gabriel Gonzalez. We've had our ups and downs. And I just want to say I love you too. Richard Sire. uh, I like talking to you too. And let's see. uh, Number 10 on my list. Renat Ilyasov, what what can I say about Renat? I saved the best for last, maybe? I don't know. Um, Who would have thought that even though we're so far apart, so far away from each other, that we are so much alike? And I do appreciate you, my friend. Thank you for all your encouragement and your prayers, and you are a true blessing to me. All right. Now that I've got that done, let's let's go over some changes I've made to the website since we last talked. There are a few new changes I've made to Pristine Grace since I've last podcasted. The website that is. One was a big a big one was I added a big book section. Alright, and you need a username and password to get into it because I didn't want Google going through all my books. And all my my stuff that I have out there indexing it, but you can get to it if you have a username and password. And I've got I don't know I got gigabytes and gigabytes and gigabytes of books. I went and got all of the uh, Grace ebooks library threw it all in there. I got I got so much stuff. You would all the stuff I've collected over the last 20 years or so in digital form. I've got I am I'm like one of those uh, what I'm like a hoarder, except for in the digital realm, all right? So I, if I if I had it at one point, and if I thought it was good at one point, i hoarded it, and I put it in the Pristine Grace book section. So not just books are there. i got videos. I've got sermons that I've downloaded over the years. I've got all the stuff from predestinarian.net, attachments to messages. I just got lots of stuff out there. I recommend you go check it out. It's all free, and I'm not trying to sell you anything. I'm just trying to give away stuff. So, the username and password to get into that is Pristine Grace, all one word with a capital P. Everything else is lowercase. And that's gonna be your username and password. Pristine Grace, Pristine Grace, capital P, everything else is lowercase. And there's no space between Pristine and Grace. If you need help with it, give me a call. All right. Also, we've added a devotional email uh, that I hooked up up with MailChimp. It's a software company out there that does this sort of stuff. They use it for advertising. I just thought it would be a great way to send out uh, devotional emails. I try to send out daily, but as I get busy, I don't make my devotions. Uh, But please feel free to sign up for it. If you like our Facebook posts, uh, be sure to sign up and you can, for our email list, and you can get a free email, free, <laughs> in, in your inbox every day, or as often as I send them. And I've received a lot of positive feedback on the posts. Also on the website, I've made a lot of changes in terms of curating the articles and stuff that's there. I removed all articles that had anything to do with the so-called made Sin Controversy. It's time for that controversy to die and i do not believe that christ became sinful and you know what i don't think any el- anybody else does either at least not in the circles that i'm involved in and i'm tired of i'm tired of the accusation it's over that took place 20 years ago let's move on the, most of the people that were involved in it they've moved on most of them some of them are even dead so let's go on also, the uh, there is a new Neo Gnosticism section of the articles. It's basically a collection of articles that deal with this idea that cognition alone is what saves. You know, you, you hear about the free willers; they they talk about your free de- your your free will decision. They say that's saved. No. well, some of the so- some sovereign gracers believe cognition saves, knowing the gospel, and knowing the gospel does not save. Christ saves. Alright, and we've also changed our mailing address, but I'll get to that later in the podcast. It's just one of many changes that have occurred in my life this year. And oh boy, yeah, there, are, there have been a lot of changes. So many changes since I last live streamed. So many things have happened. My circumstances, oh, they're so different than what they were earlier this year. Do you believe the last time... I live-streamed, it was before the COVID crisis, I believe. I think, I think it was back in March or February of this year. It's been a long time. And um, also, as a reminder to everybody out there who's listening, this is not a sermon, all right? This is a podcast, which means it's me sharing my thoughts, okay? I'm not going to talk bad about anyone in particular in this podcast, Well, I might a little bit, but I'm not going to use their name, all right? I'm not going to be using real names. Um, And when I say talking bad, I'm just going to say pointing out what I think they did was wrong, all right? Also, I'm going to speak about things I've seen and people in a general sense. So I'm not going to say, I'm not going to go off and talk about any particular person. Except Gabriel Gonzalez, but we'll get to that in a minute. All right. Also, this podcast It's not in any way affiliated with 13th Street Baptist Church. Yes, I am a member of that church, and I'm an active participant of this congregation, but this ministry, Pristine Grace, it's not a function of that congregation. It's a separate ministry, and I intend on keeping things that way. And yeah, I may be just a stone's throw away from the building, but still, this is Pristine Grace time, not 13th Street Baptist Church time, and I intend to keep those... That's that's separate. All right So anyway back to what's going on in my life. I I got derailed by a lot of things that were happening this March and April and During that derailing the um, there was a death of a sovereign grace preacher. His name was Don Forner. He was our brother and I asked a lot of folks to pray for him and I have always promoted his material on my website and on this show. In fact, if you go back in time, you'll see on the Wayback Archive, I've always had Don Fortner on Pristine Grace. But for some reason, that became, you know, a controversy nearly 20 years after the fact. All right. So I've always had him out there. I've always loved his material. He said some things I didn't like before, but so does everybody. My wife says things I don't like. Shoot, I say things, some things I don't like. <laughs> All right. But, uh, you know, I took a lot of flack for that by, uh, by some folks out there. And, and there was a falling out that I had with many people. Some people I even respect or once respected. And some people got really nasty about it and even talked about Brother Don being in hell. One person even wrote a poem about Don being a heretic. And uh that, that was very bothersome to me. And and this was after you know, when he was dying on his deathbed and whatnot, and you know, and these are people that come under the banner of sovereign grace. And to me it was totally disgusting. You know, folks, we don't know who is in heaven or in hell. And that's that's God's business, it's not ours. Hell belongs to God, not me, not you, not us. And for a Sovereign Grace individual to practically dance on the grave of Don Fortner, well, I think that's just quite shameful. We, We can have our disagreements. We can have our separations. We can have our church splits. But when men in the name of Sovereign Grace don't have the dignity to even respect the families of the man who died, regardless of his beliefs, well, then they've completely and utterly disgraced themselves, and I want nothing to do with them all right and I re- I removed some people from my website prominent sovereign grace preachers as well for the way they treated me and the way they talked about me and brother Don on Facebook and in response to this another even another prominent sovereign grace preacher even asked me to remove all his material from my website which I, I did right? and he didn't even want me linking to his church's sermon audio section he even later kicked my family out of his Facebook group but uh, I had already left it due to the way folks were talking in there. And that's fine. I don't I don't care. I don't want anything to do with this type of behavior because it's disgraceful. And it's not the way believers should act. It's not the way I should act. It's not the way you should act. And it's certainly not the way Sovereign Grace preachers should act. But it bothered me so much, I just couldn't even podcast. My mind wasn't right. Losing friends and losing respect for some Sovereign Grace preachers was a lot to take in. And still a lot for me to take in. And then there was the Trinity Controversy. Oh, (laughs) I tried to stay out of that one. I really did. But I got called out. And the men who called me out wanted me to condemn my brothers, Gabriel Gonzalez and Mike Smith. But I I just couldn't do that. You know, I had my disagreements with these men, but after a careful consideration, I did not perceive them to be teaching, you know, one of the one of the modern heresies like tritheism or Unitarianism or modalism. You know, I still see them as Trinitarians, but with a interesting twist that I I don't seem to understand it fully yet. I I don't understand where they're coming from entirely. But that's okay. You know, I I I don't believe what it is that I believe because of it being the popular understanding or you know, even if my beliefs are part of a popular creed. And I don't think you should either. We believe what we believe because it's been revealed to us by the Holy Spirit in the scriptures. Not because it's written down in some theology book or because the Facebook peanut gallery thinks we should believe it. You know, let each each person be convinced in his or her own mind. And so while I may not entirely agree with Mike or Gabe on their positions, and quite honestly haven't taken the time to really delve into their position, I can't condemn these men. And in fact, I think they ought to be commended for studying and diligently examining the scriptures. I see a lot of talking, but not a lot of studying on Facebook. Also, they ought to be commended for standing up to the Sovereign Grace Condemnation crowd. But, nevertheless, their position is new, and I do recommend a very careful examination of what it is they are stating, and I'm sure they'd agree with you on that. So I'd encourage you to do so. As for me... I stand firmly in the traditional understanding of the Trinity. It's just what I know. I, uh, <laughs> um, and, I, and I think the very best material on the Trinity that I have read is found in John Gill's Body of Doctrinal Divinity. He has a whole chapter really dedicated to it. And I also think his commentary on certain verses are very good. And uh, another, another controversy that seems to follow me around... And uh, pop up from time to time is the Book of James. Oh boy, this uh, this is opening a can of worms, I think. But anyway, I'm going to go there anyway. I've had my thoughts on this book over the years, some positives, some negatives. But here's my conclusion about it. Debates over what is canon or what is not canon are not worth my time. Okay? And I don't think they're worth your time either. Some people think that the book of James is canon and others don't. And you know what? I don't care. Who cares? Christ and His Gospel is what's important to me. And you could rip James out of your Bible, and you'd still have the Gospel. You can keep James in your Bible, and you'd still have the Gospel. Nothing of substance would change. So it's an unfruitful debate. Now, I certainly have my own position on the book, and uh, but in the end, it doesn't really matter. Martin Luther said in his preface to the book, though this epistle of St. James was rejected by the ancients, I praise it and consider it a good book because it sets up no doctrines of men but vigorously promulgates the law of God. However, to state my own opinion about it, though without prejudice to anyone, I do not regard it as the writing of an apostle. And then later in the 1530 edition of his, uh, of his Bible, he says, Therefore I cannot include him among the chief books, though I would not prevent anyone from including or extolling him as he pleases for there are otherwise many good sayings in him. So I think that's the proper attitude to have. I agree with Luther. I can't include the book of James among the chief books, or the homilugumina, as opposed to the antilugumina. And I don't care if anyone considers it to be one of their chief books or not. And I don't care if anyone reads anything out of the book of James. But my opinion of James is that it's just a good book, And then it promotes what we ought to do. What we should do. But I don't get a lot of gospel knowledge from the book. And therefore it's not a chief book for me like Paul's epistles would be. I end end up spending all my time in the epistles of Paul for some reason instead of the book of James. Alright? So disputes whether it's inspired or not, that's just stupid to me. Debates whether James wrote it or not, stupid. Some people consider it to be a pseudonymous book as it was quite common at the time uh, when people wrote those these books to uh, write things and slap somebody else's name on it. some people say and this was disputed going back for thousand almost 18 or 1500 years people dispute whether or not James actually wrote the book <laughs> all right because you, you look at the old ancient books like it. Uh, what is it, Irenaeus and comment and others, some, some people say they didn't write those. So, so it's pseudonymous. Well, it's debated to be as such. All right. But in the end, it doesn't matter to me if it's pseudonymous or not. It's in our Bible. And it's in the Bible because God wanted it in our Bibles. You open up your book, you see James. Well, God wanted it to be there, didn't he? All right. That's enough said on that topic. Someone, I'm sure, will now label me a heretic, say I've denied the gospel, and say I now believe that Jesus taught salvation by works, and uh, some other nonsense, and create a YouTube video about me now. No, oh, wait, they already did that. No. <laughs> All right, then they have got gospel defenders on Facebook. I mostly blocked and defriended most of them. Folks, I don't want to be associated with them. They're mean and cruel, and their so-called ministries are just negative ministries. Instead of fighting about who is saved and who is not saved on Facebook, why not preach the gospel? Oh, I know. That doesn't make people feel good about themselves. It feels good when you can bash someone for not knowing what you think you know. People, this is nothing but religious pride. It has nothing to do with the gospel. Debates on who is in hell or not are stupid. This is not Christianity. This is fake book. It's an abominable self-righteousness attitude on display, ironically, in the name of not promoting self-righteousness. <laughs> so if you're doing this, get away from me. I will not be associated with you. Repent and start preaching the gospel. And I'm so tired of these simple, weak-minded logical arguments I see on Facebook. The argument goes something like this. Proposition 1. Arminians believe a false gospel. Hey, I agree that. I agree with that. 2. If you call an Arminian a brother, you're a tolerant compromiser. 3. You believe a false gospel saves, and therefore you're not a believer. The, this line of reasoning is poison. First of all, it's weak. It's weak-mindedness. You people that are going around saying things like this aren't interested in the gospel. You're interested in gaining points over people. That and making other people think you look good on Facebook. There's no discussion. It's just a condemnation. But words have meanings, and words have different meanings to different people. Also, there are all kinds of assumptions made in that line of reasoning. Because every line of reasoning has assumptions, and the first assumption you've made is the person you you called a free willer, or the person who called that free willer a brother. Well, they may not even be using the same terminology or vernacular as you. What is it? Do you think everybody talks the same as you? Well, you're wrong. Everybody talks differently, and people sometimes mean something different than what it is you think they meant. And the second assumption is. You assume that the person you're condemning is able to recognize and avoid any and all logical fallacies. You know, friend, we're not as folks. We're not as all level-headed as you, you people who condemn. We're all we all contradict ourselves. What do you think sin is? We're walking contradictions, and every time we sin, we demonstrate our unbelief. But your line of reasoning. It might be valid if you could safely assume everyone who says something along the lines of your reasoning recognizes the fallacy they may be articulating. You know, sometimes people are paradoxical. They say opposite things. They may not even recognize it. So if someone uses a fallacy and is paradoxical in their thinking from time to time, does that mean they're unregenerate? Oh my, I hope not. Because I would be out. Alright, the third assumption you've made is you believe that the person who's making the claim about Arminians is that they have taken the time to follow all their positions to their logical conclusions and actually affirmed those conclusions as their actual beliefs. You know, maybe the person who says that a free willer is a brother hasn't even thought through their conclusions of saying something stupid like that. But you go on and assume that they have, and even embrace those logical conclusions, as truth. You might have a point if your assumption was correct, but that's a bad assumption. Most people aren't as smart as you gospel defenders. And shoot, I've heard heard many of you say so yourself. (laughs) And the fourth assumption you've made is you think that the person who's making the claim about free willers is they all have your smooth use of the English language. and can can articulate their thoughts as well as you. Well, I've got news for you. There are a lot of simple-minded believers out there, and they can't think as well as you. God saved the deaf and the dumb. And if you don't see yourself as a dummy, well, then I have to wonder if you even know God. Basically, your assertion is that salvation necessitates an understanding of your theological vocabulary. And I don't know what this is other than a false gospel, which you claim to be against. And I'm so tired of hearing about true gospel versus false gospel and whether the false gospel saves or not. Of course a false gospel doesn't save. And you know what? Just because you think you know the true gospel, you're not saved either. The true gospel doesn't save. Nobody was saved by a gospel, whether true or false. Men were rescued in the life, Death and resurrection of Christ. Christ saved. Christ saves. God saves. Period. And the gospel, which I love, comes as good news or glad tidings to his elect. Alright? That's the gospel. And believing this gospel doesn't save anyone. Knowing this gospel doesn't save anyone. Yes. Believing this gospel does save in the fact that you experience salvation through it, but doesn't save it, doesn't save you in the mind of God. And so I'm sick of this tolerant, compromising nonsense. You you people sound like free willers when that you're railing upon all the time. You condition salvation on what you know or your cognition. The free willer conditions salvation on believing your so-called gospel. And so do the gospel defenders. You got to believe like them to get saved, they say. The irony is so completely lost on them. They, they've turned believing the true gospel into a work. And uh, a bunch of neo-nomian, neo-Nomian and neo-Gnostics is all they are, arguing like idiots on Facebook. And that's why I defriended and blocked most of you. Because I don't want anything to do with your false religion of salvation through cognition. So goodbye. Give me a call when you're interested in fellowship and friendship, in the truth, instead of arguing over doctrine and bashing each other over the head. All right. All right. Moving on to another topic. COVID-19. That happened since the last time I podcasted. I, I've missed a lot. I can't believe we're still dealing with that. I thought it would have been over by now. I had no idea we'd be dealing with this in October. And it looks like we're going to be dealing with it you know, for the next year even, maybe. I don't know. I missed some conferences, which I'm sad about. Really wanted to go down to Albany and and uh, miss that. I wanted to go up to uh, Almond. I guess I, you know, there was no conference there either. But, yeah, I really uh, wanted to go to those conferences and couldn't make it. And uh, this COVID stuff, it doesn't seem all that good. And I know we've got some brothers and sisters that are suffering. Uh they a lot of people have not been able to make it out of their homes because they're afraid of the virus. They haven't been able to make it to church. Some people even died. Some people gotten sick. Some people lost their jobs. It's a lot of a lot of sadness out there that it's been caused by this virus. Even our president got it. But uh God has his purpose in all this. And he's bringing this to pass for our good. And sometimes we don't understand how that is. And sometimes this good means trips to the cemeteries, even our trip to the cemetery. Dead, <laughs> but it's still good. Romans eight twenty eight says, and we know that all things work together for good to them that love God. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I love that passage. How wonderful to know that everything that happens to us is for our good. What sweet joy there is in that. What sweet relief it is to know that everything happens for our good. That is God's elect. Even when we were unbelievers, whatever happened to us was for our good. People get mad at false religion because they don't like what false religion stands for. And I don't either. And um, But we spent many years in false religion. We spent many years not believing the, the full truth. We spent many years going down different paths. Chasing after uh, a righteousness of our own. And then we came to believe the gospel. So... I'm thankful for those years I spent in false religion because God used that he used those prop he used gospel he he taught me gospel propositions when I was an Armenian a free willer didn't understand them at the time but he taught me he gave me he gave me the use of language he gave me the bible and over time I used the knowledge I learned from the time I was born to today and finally the gospel came in its power and Fullness, and I was uh, resurrected from the dead spiritually speaking. I was quickened, and the Holy Spirit breathed life into me, and I was able to understand the scriptures for the first time. The gospel now, when I read when I read the scriptures, I see the gospel everywhere. Can't open a book in the Bible without seeing the gospel, and uh, you know I just rejoice, and I'd ask you'd all who are watching with me tonight, to rejoice with me. Please do, because we have a lot to be thankful for and a lot to be happy about. And if you're suffering, you know, if you're sad or down in the dumps, if you're sick and going through great trials, look up, look up, look up and rejoice, because you know that it's all for your good. Be content and satisfied with God's goodness. Just be satisfied. All right. And one of the big final changes, which I hinted on earlier, was uh, Pristine Grace has a new mailing address. Yeah. We're now in Ashland, Kentucky, in this room, this uh, new office. It's here in Ashland, Kentucky. Yeah. I finally moved here like I always dreamed I would. I'm now living in Kentucky every day, and even going to church several times per week. What's really cool about it is I don't even have to drive to church. I can just walk out and be there in a minute. I mean, it's, it's really nice to be able to walk. And I've pretty much left the Facebook world of debating. And I'm enjoying a very satisfying offline life. It's so wonderful to dwell amongst the brethren in unity. And the fellowship is wonderful. And you want to know something about church life versus Facebook life? Well, when I go to church, I don't see anybody arguing over doctrine to start. I don't see anybody trying to make themselves look good with fancy arguments. (laughs) I don't see folks trying to one-up each other. I don't see people sharing poetry about dead people and dancing on the graves of people they disagree with. Yeah, the church that I go to is full of sinful people. I mean, I'm there, obviously, so it's obviously sinful. But it's a people that's interested in worshiping God. You know, It's a people that's interested in building each other up, of edifying one another. It's a people interested in demonstrating and showing love and actually loving each other in Christ. People are making meals for each other, helping each other out, caring for each other's sick loved ones. I don't see that on Facebook, you know. On fake book is what I like to call it now. You don't see that with the gospel defender crowd. Ah, No, they want to one-up each other with arguments. You know, it makes me want to gag. They claim they love the truth, but they don't love people. They just love winning and being seen as winners. And they love their clicks and patting each other on the back for humiliating people who don't agree with them. Offline world is great. Online world is yuck. Except for some of you, you know. I love a lot lot of you. uh, And I love talking to you on Facebook, too. You know, ironically, the folks on Facebook that I like are those that I talk to on the phone, Messenger and the folks at my church. You know. The people I go to church with, and these people I talk to on Facebook that that I like talking to, they don't boast in what they believe. They only boast in Christ. What do I? What do I have to be prideful about? What do you have to be prideful about? Nothing. What does any believer have to be prideful about? Not a single thing. What, what makes us to differ? Nothing's found within ourselves. Everything, everything we have is a gift. It's of God. Christ is the difference. Alright? And so you think you got your doctrine all straightened out. I've got news for you. You still have a lot of learning to do. So you think you know more than the Arminian. Well, I've got news for you. You know what you know because God revealed it to you. A great acronym that we all should learn is SCOCA, salvation conditioned upon on Christ alone. Why are you saved? Because of Christ. It's not conditioned upon your gospel or your correct theology. But a lot of so-called sovereign gravers sure do act like it. (laughs) That's what I'm calling them now, sovereign gravers. (laughs) You know, I love, and you know, here's the thing. I love correct doctrine. I love to study theology. And some of my podcasts have been dedicated to exploring the deep doctrines of Scripture but your theology is no good if, if it leads you to condition salvation upon getting your theology right or your doctrine right. So what if you're right? You're leaning upon your knowledge for salvation, not upon Christ. Let us rest in him, not on our abilities to argue doctrine. What are you going to do when you get old? Maybe dementia and you're not in that old and well you're not, you're not at home, but you're in an old person's home. Uh, what do they call those retirement centers now, or nursing homes? You can't, and you can't argue doctrine like you used to. Will you? Will you be resting in Christ? What if your cognitive abilities are terrible? Will you still be saved? What if you could barely add two and two together? Can you still be saved in Christ? If your theology will not allow such a scenario, well, then you probably don't understand the gospel. You just have gospel language that you think gives you life. John 5.39 says, You search the scriptures, for in them you think you have eternal life. (laughs) I think this is true for many people. This is true for some sovereign grace folks also. But eternal life, it's not not dependent upon what you know. It's, It's dependent upon Christ. Matthew 7, verse 22 through 23 says, Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name, and through your name throw out demons, and through your name do many wonderful works? And then I will say to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, those working lawlessness. Think about that for a second. Think about Judas. He was one of the disciples. He was capable of preaching. He had the power to perform miracles and he even cast out demons. According to Matthew 10, he could do many wonders in the name of Christ. But in the end, he betrayed Christ. Why? Because he wasn't one of Christ's sheep. So bashing on false religion and false religionists all day that doesn't on Facebook that doesn't mean you know Christ doesn't mean you're one of his sheep so don't take any comfort in your abilities don't keep, don't take comfort that you can quote scripture or argue doctrine so you got your mind right about some gospel propositions that's great but are you conditioning salvation upon your knowledge? Some people, they they preach against free willism and work salvation as if they understand grace while ironically relying upon what they know instead of the Savior who was slain from all eternity for all of his people. And I think that's where I'd like to end today's podcast is on that note. (laughs) I just want to say thank you for listening. Thanks for watching. I, I truly do love talking to all of you, and I I, I do love making these podcasts. I, I don't know when I'm going to do another one. It's become, uh, it had become somewhat burdensome to keep up with a schedule week after week. Maybe this winter, I can do that again. I don't know. But I'd rather not be committed to anything like that. So maybe when I'm retired... But that, that's quite a ways down the road, so who knows what we'll have then. <laughs> so anyway, good night. I, If you'd like for me to give you a call, just shoot me a message. I'd be happy to talk to you. So good night, and God bless everybody. God bless you. Thank you for listening. Talk later. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fade into music now. Let's see where I go post-show and transition.